the SMB lending market, there's constant demand for capital. Uh, and product innovation in the space is going to be extremely important. And also being in the space ourselves and having experts that are looking at this, we continue to stay on top of this and evolve. And our product roadmap evolves along with the lending industry and its trends. You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a B2B podcast that brings you the juiciest insights from go-to-market leaders and practitioners. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sunny Side Up podcast. And thanks so much for being part of our community of thought leaders from different backgrounds who contribute to our mission of helping marketing and sales teams evolve and stay up to date on the latest trends by bringing together real world insights. Sunny Side Up podcast series has hosted multiple industry leaders and influencers like Scott Brinker, David Rabb, Matt Hines, Jay Gaines, and many more who have shared experiences, best practices, insights, and the latest trends and technologies for marketing and sales leaders. Over 7,000 executives listen to this series regularly, and we look forward to sharing your valuable knowledge with our audience. So hi, everyone. My name is Tara Quell, and welcome back to the Sunny Side Up podcast. I'm going to be your host today, and I'm super excited to talk with Preeti on the evolution and rise of lending as a service. Preeti leads product at Rapid Finance, and she is now focused on Rapid Enterprise, their newest business line that is launching Rapid's lending as a service solution to the market. Rapid is a leading small business lender that has been lending to small businesses for the past 15 years based out of Maryland. Preeti, I'm excited to talk to you today and welcome to our show. Excited to talk to you, Tara. So we're going to kick things off um, talking a little bit about your tenure within financial services. I also have a very lengthy tenure starting um, at a small startup later going to Fidelity Investments, and now I'm leading our financial services vertical over here at Demandbase. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your journey and your background and how you got to where you're at today. Yep, absolutely. So I have been in financial services for all over two decades now. Uh, I started out as a developer uh, doing coding. So I, uh, I'm a computer engineer by uh, qualification, um, and then transitioned into more of a product role. I worked for the big banks like Wells Fargo. I did uh, a stint at American Express and then moved into prepaid card industry with account now and Green Dot. Um, and the journey has been very organic. I, I love imagining and developing products and this has been uh, you know, a passion of mine through this journey. I joined Rapid Finance uh, in 2020 where uh, we had a relationship, we had just landed a relationship with the Small Business Administration and I uh, joined Rapid to help manage that relationship. Uh, in the past eight months, uh, since we have wrapped up that uh, COVID idle program with SBA, I've been focused on Rapid Enterprise. Uh, so my focus is to launch Rapid Enterprise solution and business lines to the market, uh, defining our product roadmap, and the go-to-market launch for the entire end-to-end lending as a service solution. So I do not have this in our questionnaire, but as you were talking through it, it just had me thinking about how your transition was very organic um, within uh -huh. each of your roles and transitioning to different companies and firms. Can you talk a little bit about like being open 
to that type of career growth? And were there any particular things that you did along the way that you feel like would be helpful for our audience to hear who may be, you know, looking for their next employment, thinking about transitioning into a new field? Yeah, absolutely. So the um, for me in particular, I've always enjoyed working with people and that kind of is the whole organic transition I'm talking about. So being in product and being able to make that difference helped and understanding that, understanding where your passion lies and understanding where uh, your skills and strengths lie is going to be important. Uh, obviously, in some of these, it is very important to upskill uh, and that's what I had to do in terms of understanding the domain, understanding uh, the, the business and how it performs. For example, even with rapid finance, I come from a very consumer banking background with consumer banking and prepaid card industry. So the past two years has been a great learning experience in understanding the lending market, understanding the trends in this market, understanding what enterprises uh, are looking for and getting those market insights. I love chatting with um, other partners, competitors, uh, and other players in the industry, as well as uh, you know, internal to rapid different teams and leaders on those teams to talk about what they are seeing, what is the problem statements they are facing, and that helps me fine-tune um, my understanding as well as my growth in my career. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And part of the reason why I've actually stayed within like the financial services vertical so long is like each day is never the same. Like you, I also started in like a B2C prepaid background and then I moved over to B2B, which was a whole different animal. And I love what you said about upskilling and understanding trends. And there's just been so much change um, I've been in the industry for almost 15 years and every day is a new day. And I think that's what keeps people in financial services to be frank, because there is so much happening. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about how Rapid Finance pivoted after COVID to offer the new products. Um, I think there was a lot of change, but no more change within an industry, I feel like, than financial services just because of the adaptations they needed to make um, with SBA loans. There was so much happening in a very short amount of time. I'd love to just talk more about how you all pivoted and how um, companies who are looking to pivot can think about um, branching out. So at Rapid, uh, we've been lending to small businesses for 15 years, right? So we've watched these businesses. We've weathered multiple economic downturns. We've seen these businesses uh, uh, grow. Uh, you know, they're, we've been with them through their ups and downs. So they are kind of our um, uh, your passion and our focus. Um, and and over the years, we have had our own technology solutions to pro to uh, power our lending. So we have loan origination and loan servicing uh, platforms that we use internally. Uh, in the more recent years, as we started rebuilding and uh, retooling uh, our platforms, we've been looking at building them to be modular and scalable. Um, with the vision that someday we'll offer this to enterprises. But this whole thing was fast-tracked in 2020. Uh, in April of 2020, as you know, uh, COVID idol, uh, COVID hit. And um, the Small Business Administration 
launched the disaster recovery program for COVID Idol. They wanted to get to small businesses across America. They wanted to get to them fast. Uh, and they needed a partner that could help them do that. Uh, to uh, give you an idea, Rapid stood up the intake application portal. We did the loan origination for SBA for the COVID Idol program. We stood up that intake uh, portal in uh, about a week's time. And on the very first day that we started accepting applications for COVID Idol, we accepted 700,000 applications. So imagine the scale. Just crazy to think about. Like for anyone listening who's ever been in financial services, standing something up within a week, getting that amount of applications is just looking back now, it's kind of mind blowing to think that it all happened and like came together and like how quickly people can rally if they need to. Absolutely. And at the end of the program, so we the program ran for uh, two, over two years. Uh, and at the end of the program, um, SBA approved $400 billion in loans, loan, loan increases and grants, all of this helping small businesses across America. And we're very proud to say that we uh, were pivotal for that. Um, and obviously, we, we even got an award, Rapid Finance got an award for our uh, help with the COVID Idol uh, uh, program. Uh, now, you should, because I imagine none of the team <laughs> bowing. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. It was hard work, but it was uh, very fulfilling. I'll tell you that. Um, but then it, it also opened uh, our uh, product journey, right? So as we saw this happen, and as we thought about next steps or where to go from there, uh, it, it was very clear to us the writing was in black and white, that software as a service is where we need to be. But as we started thinking about this more, analyzing the market, talking to others in the market, um, Rapid has a very unique advantage. We are a lender ourselves. Like I said, we have seen small businesses. We understand small businesses. We have experts in the industry. We do servicing. We do collections and recovery. We are one of the leaders in collections and recovery. And we have access to capital markets. So, so we have the unique capability to provide lending as a service is an end-to-end -end solution, which encompasses technology solutions, but also business services uh, in it. Um, and so that's how the rapid enterprise business line was born. And that kind of co cost us to get, have this complete pivot. We still do lending, but this is a brand new business line where we'll offer our knowledge and expertise to other enterprises. Were there any... Um so you mentioned standing it up within a week and all the applications that you guys accepted. Were there any like specific learnings that you've had coming out of that one week time period? Was it, you know, more about like the process or the communication within the team? Um, at that point, I'd imagine most folks were remote. I just love to hear like, as somebody who was leading that, what what did you learn coming out of that? Like, what was one of your biggest takeaways? So I joined Rapid after that week, but I'll tell you what the learning was. <laughs> uh, um, 
uh, I mean, Rapid, Rapid obviously had, you know, had never done something like this. We had never uh, worked with an external partner. So it was a huge learning in terms of how to work with external partners, how to be a partner and an advisor uh, in these situations, right? So not only a technology service provider, but we were uh, uh, able to advise, to partner with SBA uh, to bring our expertise into uh, the whole engagement. Uh, the other learning for us is uh, has been the need to be modular because the SBA uh, only wanted our loan origination platform. Uh, they uh, have had their own servicing platform that we integrated to. So in terms of our whole um, lending as a service solution, uh, that is kind of the key uh, focus that we've had is how do we make this modular so businesses can then use their own uh, strengths, right? So their own features, their own uh, applications, and and we can uh, augment what they have and their strengths and bring a more, more beneficial partnership to all our engagements. And I think that's been our biggest learning. Totally. So we were starting to talk a little bit about lending as a service. How has the need for that really helped you all think about disruption and change and innovation as somebody who sits within product and leads product? I feel like you live and breathe thinking about innovation and how to enhance each day. So can you talk a little bit about how the need for lending as a service has really helped you kind of... Um, think about mm -hmm. that for everyday life. Yeah, and lending as a service has a lot of applications, uh, you know, at in consumer, small business and commercial banking, right? But but for our discussion today, I'll focus on small businesses because as you know, that's where, uh, you know, our passion lies. Uh, so we'll focus on that. Um, and for small businesses, really the biggest uh, factor is the, the need for capital, right? The need for access to capital and the need to access capital quickly. And then on the other side, if you look at the uh, financial institutions and banks, their goal is to nurture and grow these small business relationships and bring them what they need uh, uh, in order for them to be, for the small businesses to be successful. In the, to this effect, we've seen um, payment processing players like PayPal and Stripe big retailers like Amazon and Shopify bring financing solutions and uh, factoring relationships to their small businesses and to help in order to help them grow. Um, now, the one thing we have noticed, and I said, and this is from seeing the industry, but also talking to a lot of these players is there is a lot of these players, while they definitely have the intent and uh, uh, the need to get to small businesses sooner, they might not have uh, the ability to build an end-to-end -end SME capital uh, solution program. Um, and so they may have needs uh, either to access capital, to figure out what their underwriting and credit policies need to be, to establish underwriting efficiencies, to uh, they, they might not know how to do servicing and portfolio management and so on. So that was one of the needs that triggered us to do this as an end-to-end -end platform. Uh, the other thing um, that uh, we 
that I, we've noticed is uh, what I talked about, right? The the need uh, for these services to be modular and scalable uh, and, and uh, bespoke. So when these uh, uh, financial institutions are trying to partner with fintechs, what they need is a very tailored uh, solution that meets their needs, goes meets them where they are. And that's the other uh, biggest thing that we have seen in lending as a service and what uh, has caused us to think about this journey in this specific way. And as someone who sits in product, how like how are you capturing customer feedback? How are you getting the research? How are you learning more about like the change in innovation? You mentioned like bespoke solutions and you know having this like SME expertise and small business. How are you really? Um, capitalize and getting that feedback on an ongoing basis? Really, it's a lot of conversations, right? It's talking to a lot of people on the ground. And this could be uh, providers, this could be financial institutions. We talk to uh, other partners. We talk to uh, be engaged with market research agencies uh, uh, or we are engaging with market research agencies to do some market research. And uh, uh, eventually... Uh, obviously, there is uh, there's going to be more uh, surveys and more uh, uh, focused uh, ways for us to gather that feedback. Uh, but at this point, it has really been talking to others in the space, talking to other uh, leaders, and talking to other enterprises, and understanding where those pain points lie. I feel like the next one's going to be pretty meaty, um, but how how are you thinking about lending as a service impacting the B2B businesses and how how do you think you can pick the right service partner? Right. So B2B businesses, uh, when they want to get into something like lending, especially if they've not done something like this before, but even if they have uh, and they want to do it for small businesses, the biggest thing that they need is efficiency and speed, right? And that's where these lending as a service partners come into play. Uh, but like you said, picking the right service partner is going to be key. Uh, and I would recommend two things. First, the, the companies that are trying to do this um, need, to, need to establish what their objective is in bringing uh, a capital program uh, to SMBs. Uh, for example, uh, online retailers, they, their objective might be to provide financing for hot selling items uh, on their uh, retail site. Uh, so in which case they might look at inventory financing or embedded finance flows for their SMB customers to allow them to grow. Um, and then the second question for them to look at would be to introspect and see what are their strengths and capabilities? What are their assets that they can bring? And then they they identify the gaps where they need to bring in a partner. Again, we may we may see enterprises that have SMB uh, clients that have the intent, but just don't have the capital to do SMB lending. Uh, in which case, that's what they would look for in a partner. Or there might be companies that do have pools of capital, um, but uh, just don't know how to do. Uh, credit analysis and underwriting, um, then they need experts uh, that would help them and enable them to do that. Um, still others, we see this uh, today uh, where there are uh, 
organizations that have SMB clients like payment processors, uh, accounting software. So they have SMB clients. They have uh, uh, valuable data on these clients because they collect that data on a day-to-day basis. So they have a lot of relevant data. Um, however, uh, they may be lacking in other aspects of lending like servicing or portfolio monitoring and so on. So it it really depends on these two. It just boils down to those two questions. What is the objective of you doing lending? And what are the capabilities and assets that you bring to the table so that you can find a partner that can uh, fill the gaps and then you can both perform to your respective strengths? Yeah, and I think what's interesting um, as we start to get into the next question is everyone is trying to fill that customer journey, whether it's on the front end of your solution, the middle, the back end, trying to create that like end-to-end 360 customer view. So what do you think banks and fintech should be looking at to better position themselves to their potential customers, especially given how... And maybe diluted is not the right word, but there are just so many players in this space. How how do you think banks and fintechs could better position themselves? You kind of touched upon that, right? The customer journey, because t- today's customer, uh, they we, we're I mean we're all customers, right? So we're all spoiled by the experience we have with other products that we buy. So very digital experience. We expect speed, we expect efficiency, we expect transparency. Uh, And this is kind of the expectation that customers have today and banks and lenders need to to adapt to that. Um, This will not only help them, especially the speed and efficiency part, and this will not only help them in managing the customer uh, expectations, there's also a need to get ahead of the competition, right? So you need to provide these offers to the customers ahead of when your competition does. Um, And that, uh, I think, is going to be critical. But at the same time, when we talk about lending, we talk about speed and efficiency in lending, uh, we have to manage the risk. Um, It's great to get quick, timely decisions, but it is also important to minimize risk and look at the uh, longer-term return on the portfolio. Guys, it took us 20 minutes to get to talking about risk. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and risk is not, especially with lending, uh, risk is not just at origination. You, you have to look at risk even post-origination. And that's what banks and lenders need to start doing. Um, and this is, again, twofold. One, to stay on top of their portfolio, but also to nurture these relationships and grow these relationships with their SMB customers. Uh, so they, and especially given our current economic conditions, um, and as these conditions change, they need to stay on top of um, the you know financial profile of these customers, see if they are encountering any financial trouble, and be able to uh, proactively address that rather than reactive. The last thing I'll say is going to be very important for banks uh, and the uh, and financial institutions is to establish a more broader breadth and depth of product offerings that they offer to the uh, to the SMB uh, customers. Uh, especially uh, companies that partner with SMB lenders, uh, they can um, offer very high-valued SMB financial products 
uh, that like inventory financing or factoring relationships and so on, that will help them to pair capital with core services. And this kind of this breadth and depth of uh, product offering also helps them uh, increase the lifetime value of these customers and have more long-term relationships with their customers. Okay, so rounding us out, um, let's talk a little bit about key trends that are fueling um, lending as a service given like the huge paradigm shift. So can you talk a little bit about like the trends and like what, what you think is um, kind of getting us to this point? while we were talking about was like banking as a service and now there's lending as a service and um yeah i would love to hear your points on that yeah in today's market anything as a service <laughs> is the fast and efficient way for financial institutions to uh to get to the market and it's cost effective it's uh, and they are able to go to market really quickly um, and and bespoke platforms are available today with modular solutions that banks and fintechs can then leverage. Um, uh, yeah, you know, to like as we talked about, right? To to fill in the gaps and operate to their strengths. Uh, but as far as the trends that are emerging, uh, there are a few trends we are seeing. First, as you said, with the with the whole huge paradigm shift and with the. Uh, there's multiple things, the paradigm, sh uh, multiple ways we can look at the paradigm shift. So one, right now, there's a shrinking availability of capital to small businesses that we're seeing, um, uh, given the current economic trends. Uh, so for enterprises, it is important to find that low, low cost capital that they can then offer to uh, small businesses. And we already talked about value added services, right? So the breadth and depth of product offerings, uh, that, that partnerships can bring them so that way they can continue to grow those relationships, uh, especially in the current uh, economic trend that might be helpful. The, the second trend uh, that I'm, uh, that I'm seeing uh, is uh, the need to understand data, right? So we see, we're seeing a lot of data integrators pop up now in the whole SMB space. And the reason is what you talked about, right? The risk. Um, so especially in a post-COVID era, uh, if you think about um, how we've done data analytics and all of that, in the past, we would look at past historic trends. But during COVID, a lot of small businesses had to pause, right? They had to pause and they had to re-emerge post-COVID. And that is a challenge in itself. Um, so it is very important to have real-time data, to look at current trends of data, to be able to do modeling, but also look at multiple sources of data. So to, uh, for financial data, you would look at bank data, tax data, um, accounting or invoicing data, uh, e-commerce data is uh, especially interesting, and credit, car credit card uh, transactional data. So there's a lot of different um, sources of data that you can look at and layer to understand the financial profile of the customer and then use those trends to do some modeling to figure out uh, how to minimize risk in the portfolio. Uh, and then we also talked about the ongoing need to monitor that risk, right? So the ongoing need to stay on top of that data and monitor that risk. Uh, the third trend that we're seeing in this whole SMB lending space is there are now more tighter regulations in this space. There are more 
there are more regulations coming to the space. Uh, for example, states are coming out with regulations uh, for all commercial finance uh, financing offers to have disclosures. Uh, and we see California has already come out with it. We see uh, Utah is out uh, and then New York is coming out, I think, in August. So uh, each of these states come out. The intent of these um, regulations is to provide the, the customers, the SMB customers, a good understanding of what it costs them to get that capital and a good um, level setter for different offers that they may get and how they compare it so they can find what is the best financing solution for them. So um, that's another trend we are seeing in terms of regulation. And the fourth, we've touched upon this, right? So we've touched upon the whole digital transformation journey that's coming to lending. And lending is is kind of behind a little bit on this journey because typically uh, customers come to lenders for capital. Um, whereas in other uh, uh, industries, customers uh, you know, have, have now had an expectation of that speed, efficiency, and transparency that we talked about. Um, so lenders need to adapt to that, right? So that's another emerging trend is that whole digital transformation. Along the same lines in terms of speed and efficiency, the access to capital fast, right? The time to cash needs to be fast and easy. Before it used to take 30 or more days to close loans. Uh, you and I know that, we've, we've been through that. Uh, and now, you know, customers have an expectation for it to take hours, if not a couple of days, right? So they, they want it done sooner. They want the decision sooner. They want to want access to capital sooner. So I think, I think those would be the primary trends that we're seeing in the industry. And obviously, you know, lending as a service partners uh, can help enterprises adapt to these trends and stay on top of it. Yeah, I was taking a note about number three. I think as privacy becomes more important and apparent, um, there's going to be more in continuous um, regulations that come with that, whether it's at the state level or the national level. I mean, you're seeing it with like CPRA, um, Castle and Canada and CanSpam and just there, there's so much going into that. Um, that I think the trend you talked about number three in privacy and data will definitely become more apparent um, as we continue uh, continue in the digital age. Absolutely, and we've seen that in the bank in the in banking, yeah. right? With CFPB and all of that that came yeah. out in banking, and that whole uh, trend happened. And that's kind of in the in this whole small business lending space. It's now uh, you know catching up, right? And so we're going to see more of that come in. Totally. Okay. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up with closing remarks. If there's anything else that you would like to touch on um, before we get into how folks can get connected with you. Uh, sure. So, um, I mean, as we talked, right, the SMB lending market, there's constant demand for capital uh, and product innovation in the space is going to be extremely important. Um, we talked about a number of things today in terms of emerging trends in the space and, you know, uh, the, and what businesses should be doing. Um, and I'd, I'd like to give a plug to Rapid Enterprise uh, and the solution that we offer. 
a lot of these uh, I, I, things that we talked about, the pain points, the, trend, the trends and what uh, businesses should be doing, Rapid Enterprise is trying to solve for with our lending as a service solution. So we have uh, the solutions and services for a lot of those. And also being uh, in the space ourselves um, and having experts that are looking at this, we continue to stay on top of this and evolve. And our product roadmap evolves along with uh, the lending industry and its trends for that very reason. Um, and as we talk more, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to provide more information on how to reach out to us and uh, have more discussions on this topic. Yeah. So if folks want to get connected with you after this recording, how, how can they get in touch with you or the Rapid team? So um, they can email me directly. Uh, it is Preeti Janardhanan at rapidfinance.com. I know that's a mouthful. Oh, wow. uh, so uh, we'll, we'll tag you in, in our post so that folks know perfect. how to Perfect. Thank you. Uh, they can also reach out to our enterprise sales team. That's enterprise sales at rapidfinance.com. Uh, they can go to our website uh, at rapidfinance.com. We have a rapid enterprise website coming out soon in the next couple of weeks uh, where we'll, we'll, they'll be able to reach out to us, schedule a demo and all of that. And another way to reach out to us is LinkedIn. We constantly post uh, um, about trends, these, these type of podcasts, thought leadership articles uh, on uh, what we are seeing, how the industry is evolving. So I would recommend all of these different ways to get in touch with us uh, and we'd be happy to talk to folks. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And, you know, for folks out there listening, um, feel free to reach out to Preeti. And we look forward to having other folks on the show in the future and hope everyone has an awesome rest of their day. Thanks, Dara. This was fantastic. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands to help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demandbase TV.